little bit about my educational experience and journey. Is that somebody's dog? Yes. I'm sorry. I was meaning I didn't want you to mention it. The problem was... Welcome to the first official episode of Carpet Time Confessions. I am your host, Deja. And I'm Tyler. And we are so ready to get into this first episode. Um, I'm so excited to do the very first interview for the podcast. And who better to interview than my own co-host? To start each episode, we're just going to do a little bit little bit of a check-in. In my classroom, I used to like to do this thing called Roses and Thorns, which I actually learned back in college at Mizzou when I used to work for a tutoring company. You remember that? I remember you when. worked there. Yes, I did. I love that place. But um, every meeting, we would go to like these weekly meetings, and they would start with Roses and Thorns. So a rose is something like positive, happy, something you're looking forward to. A thorn, something not so great, whatever. So um, I just wanted to start by sharing a rose in the thorn for this episode. Tyler, do you want to start? Do you have anything? Are we supposed to start negative and then get positive? Or do we go, is there like um Whatever floats your boat. Well, I'm here with you. I, I feel like it's always better to end on a positive note. Okay. So my thorn is that I am really bad at buying frames. <laughs> I did not tell you this. So, oh, no. you know, you know how I like ordered um, to like a Michael's pickup so I can get these frames so I can put this art on the mm-hmm. wall that I've had for like years. Yep. All right. Um, the next day comes and I'm like, okay, it's time to put the stuff in the frames. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I bought the wrong size frame. I was led astray. The frame was eight by 10, but then... I get I look at it and it says less than eight by ten. What math does, teacher made a math error? Okay, first of all, what <laughs> kind of frame the eight by ten is in huge numbers and then they have the small little subscript saying less than. Why would that, you off. why would that ever be the case? Like this is so unspecific. Why wouldn't I just buy a different frame? Why wouldn't you tell me what the actual dimensions are? Because it's not eight and it's not ten. So I decided to go back to Michael's, return these frames and buy new ones in person uh, all before it looked like it was about to storm so bad that day. The, these are the frames that I'm looking at on the wall behind you, yes? Yes. Interesting. Interesting how I was on the phone with you and watched you put all those up on the wall too and you never uh-huh. mentioned this. But I okay. did not. <laughs> that same day I was putting them up was the day that I had to go right back to my books that I had been to the day before. Ooh, that's okay. And also walked right back in the Trader Joe's too. So that was my thorn. But then I guess the rose is that I was able to hang them up successfully. And they look very nice, I must add. Thank you. The math teacher really jumped out when I was watching you cut and paste black paper. I didn't know what was going on, but... You, know. you gotta get the blocking down. I mean, better than me, I would have had 70 holes in my wall because I just would have went to town. But that's that math teacher and you up. I love that. I love that. Thank you. All right. And uh, what are your uh, rose and thorn or thorn and rose? Life is a thorn, but, you know, it's going to turn into a rose. I I believe that. Um, What's my thorn for today? I don't even know if I have one for today. Oh, I have a headache. Major. 
I'm, I'm, I'm so close to this headache being gone. I can feel it. So hopefully it'll be gone soon. My rose is tomorrow is July 29th, which means Beyonce is dropping her album that I've been waiting on forever. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Don't even have a record player, but I'm, I got a vinyl coming. So I guess the record player going to come later, but I'm not worried about that because the album will be on my phone tomorrow. So very excited about that. Not you ordered that vinyl just off the vibes alone. I mean, yeah, the record player, will come. there's plenty of record players. That vinyl not going to be there forever. You're right. You're right. I know. So anybody want to get me a, a record player? Your girl needs one. All right. So for the first little tidbit of the podcast, I wanted to do like a little current event about something that's going on um, in the news. And this is something I picked specifically because as an early childhood educator, homework is not necessarily something that is required um, at at lower grade levels all the time. But I want to get your input on it since you teach high school. So there was an article that just was released by the Washington Post on the 24th. And it's talking about teachers who are forced to do even more work, basically, um, because of grading policies. And so the article is discussing, do we think homework should be needed or included? Um, One quote from it says, the district has told teachers that they may give a zero for an assignment that is not done if they can document their efforts to contact the parent about the problem. Otherwise, teachers have to follow the district's rule part of a nationwide grading reform, that even a totally missed assignment can be scored no lower than a 50. So just for some stats, to throw numbers out there, math teacher, because that's (laughs) how your brain works. This is also from there. If I have 140 students and 20 of them don't complete an assignment, which is a realistic number for many teachers, then I have to make emails to those 20 parents about the assignment. And if I don't hear back from them, I have to email them again. And then I have to document that effort before I can assign them a zero. How do you feel about that? Well, I have I have complex feelings about homework and also just like grading in general. But I am not allowed to give a zero, mm-hmm. even if assignment is in, not done, simply not touched. It doesn't matter. I'm not allowed to assign a grade of a zero. I don't care if I've contacted parents or not. Your district's policy? Um, school's policy. School policy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that school policy is to kind of protect us from having to do additional work because of like, I think that, I think because a kid like has to show mastery, like you just pass them if they show mastery or whatever. And like, it doesn't matter if you give them a zero or not. Like if they could pass like a random assignment or a test you make up at the end, like you can just get right in the course. Right. But the thing about homework is that it's so much additional work to have to grade homework on top of the other things. And then having the possibility that a huge chunk of students just won't complete the assignment makes it feel like, is it even worth it to assign? But I know that extra practice is worth it. However, my kids aren't necessarily um, intrinsically motivated right. to, to like study on their own or practice on their own. They need that to have been assigned to them. Uh-huh. And then it circles back to like, okay, but then if the other people aren't doing it, then it's like, okay, if I give them a 50 anyway, they'll probably fail the test because they didn't do any practice. And like that makes up for it. But 
I don't know. It's really weird. It's hard to determine motivations, but it's definitely not worth it to have to do all that documentation and give the kid a zero. Because I do believe that like, okay, if the kid's not completing the homework, how are they going to pass the test and study? And then everything, tests are weighted more. So give them 50, like whatever. And I think that's what, um, in the, if you decide to go and look for the article and read the rest of it. I think that's what the teacher at the end was saying, like, no, I don't want to do this policy. (laughs) I would much rather just give them the 50 so that I don't have to go through all this back and forth of emailing, calling, documenting, like with all the paperwork and everything else that teachers have to do already. No, just to give a zero? No, it's not worth it. You can have this 50. Like, that's still not passing. Like, you still need more than that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your opinions on homework. All right. The next little thing we're going to do is a little game called Word Association. So every episode, we'll play Word Association with our guests. I picked one, two, three, four, five words for you. So I'm going to say the five words. And when I say them, I want you to... I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Very first thing. All right. Um, okay. You ready? I don't know. <laughs> Most of them are school related. I will tell you that. There's a couple in there that might seem a little shady, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay. All right. First word is math. Teacher. Summer break. Fun. Rats. Ew. <laughs> Principal. School. TV. Channel. <laughs> All right, that was all my, all of my um, word association questions. All right, so we are going to get ready to start our very first interview. I just want you to tell everybody a little bit about you, your kind of like path to teaching, how you got here, and then tell us your story. All right, so again, my name is Tyler. Um, I uh. I don't even think the journey is that interesting, honestly. When I was younger, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, what one of my cousins was a teacher, and she taught at the school that I worked at. And so, Which you went to? Yes, that I attended <laughs> because I obviously was not working <laughs> as a child. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so she taught there. I would ride with her in the morning to school. Like she was never my teacher because she just thought that that would be, you know, a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. But. I just remember like seeing how she formed relationships with like her her students and then her discipline was actually special education. And so like I have always been empathetic to um like kids with like disabilities or things like that because mm-hmm. it was like she was teaching those students that may have had IEPs or like physical disabilities or anything like that. And so though I was, I was friends with kids that had like disabilities and like were like othered, right. right. In school context. Right. Um, and just like seeing her like touch those kids lives and then seeing them like stay in contact with her. And I just thought that that was really cool to like witness. And I was mm-hmm. always inspired by her. And so she actually told me not to be a teacher. And I was like, ooh, that's spicy. That's tea. Um, okay, I guess I'll think of something else. And so I was obsessed with House, the, uh, <laughs> the show. 
I was like, yep, I want to be a diagnostician, whatever. I don't even like, yeah, like, I guess like people go into diagnostics, but like, I really don't think his job is like the way that it is, mm-hmm. but I was convinced. Okay. Then we hit fourth grade and I'm like, forget it. I'm going to be a cardiothoracic surgeon um, (laughs) because uh, of like a medical emergency in my family. I was like, hearts, I'm going to do those. Forget me in-house. I've changed paths, right? Then we get to high school and I am introduced to Christina Yang, uh, the character from Grey's Anatomy. You know, just crushing it right and she's a cardiothoracic surgeon i'm like bet i'm gonna be her you can't tell me anything but better i know you said that in your head i, I didn't say did. that i did not say you that you thought it i didn't think it i did not think that i would ever be better than christina yang you know you already are i definitely am not <laughs> we can start there um but so i get to college and I am like, all right, cool. I'm gonna be pre med or whatever. And I don't, I don't sign up for any science classes. I end up like taking like calculus and bioethics and some other stuff that would just put me in um, like the general vicinity of starting to like get a degree in like a bio or chem or whatever. Right. I go to one pre med meeting. I remember that day. I will never forget it. Right. I got every man meeting. I'm like, all right, y'all about to tell me everything I need to know. Um, they they basically list out like a course sequence, like these are the things you're gonna have to take. Mm. And then I'm looking at that list and I'm like, "Mm, not for me, not for me. I left that meeting and said, It's okay. I I'll, I'll figure something else out, right? I'm good at math. Um, we can make that work. We can make that work. Sure. Saved my saved me through I don't know how many math everything's tests, classes, quizzes, <laughs> all types of stuff. Still today. Every time I got a math question. Everything. I'm not thinking no math. <laughs> I'm just gonna call you. <laughs> Literally everyone, your sister immediately. <laughs> because why? Why would I calculate anything when I could go to the person who's gonna get it right? I'm gonna get it wrong. Then I'm gonna have to do it again. Then I'm gonna feel dumb. No. You're not necessarily just gonna get it wrong. You could get it right. Or I could call you and oh my gosh. certify, right? So um, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, math, that's going to be like, I could do accounting or I could be a teacher, right? Those are the two things that came to my head. I'm like, these are these are the options. Now, mm-hmm. there are probably other options. I just didn't have them in my brain. So mm-hmm. I was like, we got to choose one of these paths. And I just decided that accounting would literally be so boring, <laughs> That I was like, okay, fine. I used to want to be a teacher. It still seemed like a like a decent idea. Let's see what this is about. And so I start taking education classes and getting on that track. So I got a degree in mathematics as well as one in secondary education with a math emphasis. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about how you ended up in New York and <laughs> teaching in New York in that journey. What made you want to go to New York right away? The bowl type. <laughs> the bowl type. Of course. Um, What's the bowl type for the people who don't know? Because people don't know, but... People don't know, but... You got me obsessed with it. Incorrect. The incorrect <laughs> answer is to not know what the bowl type is. <laughs> um, the, bowl, the bowl type was a freeform original series that... Honestly, like no lie changed my life. Mm. And it sounds literally like ridiculous to say. But, but she's telling the truth. It did <laughs> like, change her life. The whole entire truth. 
Um, the premise is that uh, three, like a group of girlfriends, three friends work at a fashion magazine in New York. And um, it sounds super cheesy. It is. It, it like it, it just was feel good. Like it was just like a warm hug of a show. Like yeah. the girls were never competing with each other. Having all of the conflicts kind of be more external. Yeah. Really, you got to just see like a beautiful friendship and like women supporting women and just like taking bold swings and like making choices. We love women supporting women and women taking bold swings. It was just so good that I became legitimately obsessed in probably, like, a weird way. And she also became a recruiter. Like, the ball type need... I don't know when y'all gonna write her a check, but y'all owe her a check. Because I'm tell you, she was screaming about this TV show from the mountains. Anybody who would walk past her, breathe next to her... <laughs> She was telling them, you need to watch The Bold Type. And I remember in our little meetings for our honor fraternity, you would be in there putting them on your slides. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Graduation cap. Yep. Got all her checks. I had had no shame. (laughs) Anyone that watched The Bold Type in the mid-Missouri region, that's because of me. Them Columbia little numbers. I love you. And it's like, and I know, like, I was spreading it because I – would get people to watch it, and then they would get people to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then, ran- they're not random, but, like, people who I don't even talk to that much, but, like, if they saw me just, like, out in the wild, mm-hmm. they would come up to me to tell me that they watched the show because they knew. Yep, everybody did. I was correct. Anyway, the first season was absolutely magical. We don't really need to talk about the rest, but <laughs> the first season... um, I, I'd been to New York before. I did find it interesting. I did say that I would live there. Right. Um, and it's not that like I saw the, I saw New York on TV. I was like, I'm going there and right. I'm living their life. Cause obviously I'm not like I teach math, Yeah. but, um, it gave me the, the courage or like the wherewithal to like tell my mom that I wanted to move away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because me and my mom were watching the show together. Like I was showing it to her and she had a different idea. She was like, you can do what that girl's doing. And I'm like, I can't, but thank you. <laughs> Just having blind faith in me. Shout out to your mama for being so supportive. Always blindly supportive. I love blindly. No, anything, she, oh, everything, no. always like she can have zero details, no details, and she don't support you. 100%. Yeah, anybody, honestly, truly, <laughs> like y'all need support. I call my mom. Literally, she should have did that as a job, like, a little support. Hot a hype man. My yeah. mom could have been Perfect. a hype man. Wow, Best opportunity. Missed we gotta call her and tell her that maybe there's is anyone looking for um. <laughs> 50 plus year old hype lady when i say hype lady we mean hype like this is not your average 50 year old okay like she'll she'll get hype too i mean she (laughs) might need a couple of breaks you know but (laughs) once she once she's rested she's ready to go ready to Um, go we love the support we do um but yeah so i'm watching that show with her and then like after episode goes off i'm like okay i actually do want to move there And, like, she was super supportive, obviously. Um, obviously, she didn't want me to go. Uh, she's honestly still shocked I'm still here. She's like, I definitely thought you were going to come back. Because you need to be here with me. Ma'am. Come back. Say, where is back? Where? back. Oh, back is Chicago. Chicago. Uh, greatest Chicago. city on earth. That's home for both of us. That is home. But don't tell. It's 
that to a New Yorker, that's the greatest city on earth because nobody care what they say. They got everyone, rats there. Everyone here lives in delusion. We have rats too. Yeah, but they rats are different. Them rats are regular people. They walking with y'all, talking with y'all. Like them rats will kick you out of your own stuff. You know, yeah, to your right, car. Right. Okay. <laughs> them rats okay. different. The rats are different. Rats, yeah. The rats are <laughs> right here. Just like, oh my god, remember a Mizzou squirrel? Like, why were those squirrels? Oh my gosh, right? do not even speak of those again because I remember I almost got ran over by a car because a squirrel. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> This is so embarrassing. I thought a squirrel was about to jump on me or near me. I don't know. It was too close. I don't like animals like that. And I jumped into the street and there was a car coming. I didn't even look. But Girl, not risking your life for a Mizu squirrel. I risked it all. Embarrassing. Um. Anyway, yeah, so I picked New York. Um. I just did, right? I was like, I shan't stay in, in Columbia, Missouri. I just no. wasn't going to do it. It just wasn't for me. Um, no. And then I didn't want to go back home Mm -hmm. because I felt like if I went home, I would simply never leave home. Yeah. And, you know, home is always home. So I could go back, right? It's getting out. That's like that first step. So I was like, okay, I don't want to go here. And then it's like, okay, yeah, New York. Um, and I figured out how to get certified. I did the random little online training things. I down here did like the fingerprinting and stuff slept on a friend's couch uh you know looked for an apartment had a job interview like really randomly i was literally at a tv festival got an email for the job interview left the tv well i finished the festival then went to new york and then went back to wherever i was at either chicago or columbia at the time and it was just i don't know things were just happening Mm-hmm. And then I moved here super chaotically, had that chaotic countdown on Instagram stories. Uh, it was super chaotic. Like <laughs> I, I, I had the girlies stressed out. Uh, the girlies, she means me and my sisters. Let's just—that's <laughs> who she means because we literally. I don't even know how fast it all happened, but it was a very quick turnaround to like find you an apartment, get you to New York, then drive you to New York. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. To help you. It was it was a lot, but it was worth it. It was fun. definitely a lot. Definitely a time to remember. Um and then yeah, and so I've been at this school that I'm I've been at the same school since I started, mm-hmm. uh teaching a variety of math courses and others. What has been your favorite math course to teach? Uh definitely AP statistics. Um I I love teaching that class just because I genuinely do think that exposure to like AP level curriculum is important for kids who like have like college on their brains like as their next steps, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that colleges are everyone and you get to make your own choices, but for those that are like that's their um roadmap track mm-hmm. their track their journey i think that having exposure to those classes can be really good for them even if they don't pass the ap exam right yeah. uh, obviously ideally we would love them to pass so they can get some credits out the way but i tell all of my kids and i tell this to all the kids that are taking courses like if you don't pass this you're gonna have to like take this again yeah and you're gonna be exposed to all these things already mm-hmm. and you're gonna be able to do so much better and like be much more comfortable than you would have been having had zero exposure right? right and I also think that we get to do like fun activities and kind of make it hands on with like statistics because 
statistics are important. Like they're important in like every field, right? We're we're always looking at numbers, always analyzing data. And it just doesn't matter. Like, I think that getting them to realize that that's actually something that they will see, will encounter and need to be aware of how to like weed out the stuff that's like lies, right? The things Mm -hmm. that are incorrect statistics. Like one of the first things I do with my classes is like have them look at infographics and Mm -hmm. how they can be so misleading and just painting a completely different picture than what the truth is. Mm -hmm. And just like getting them to think critically is so great because then I get, my kids are coming up to me randomly and like, okay, so I saw this thing on Twitter (laughs) and it said this percentage of this thing. And I'm like, right, they're lying. (laughs) What was the study? Was it random? Was it a random sample? And so getting them to think about that and like kind of have fun with it, I enjoy, even though it is super stressful, they they get so stressed out. And so like, they just get so stressed out about like testing and things like that. But getting them to really think and like have them kind of like lead our lessons and then me do more of wrap ups, Mm -hmm. I think is so much fun as opposed to um, the other math classes, which ideally I would love to structure them in a way that like, the kids are leading like the investigation. Yeah. It's just I can <laughs> like I can like force the AP kids to do more things mm-hmm. than I can force the kids in the other class to do. Like there's a little bit more buy-in because they get to choose that class. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like the kids in like geometry and it's like, okay, I want you to draw these shapes. I want you to measure this stuff and I want you to tell me what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. I can get like some buy-in, but then like a bunch of the kids are like, can you just tell us the answers? Yeah. <laughs> That would have been me. Like, can you ju- just tell me what the formula is? Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, oh, it's it's 90 degrees. Bet. Like, I didn't need to do all of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, AP SAT, my favorite class to teach. What else <clears throat> about your um, experience in New York public schools do you feel is either unique or something that you think that really needs to change or people need to hear about stuff that's going on there? It could be either really good stuff that you're seeing because lord knows it ain't good stuff happening in texas so but like what about your school your district anything like that what draws you to it or what maybe pushes pushes you back from it a little bit and makes you consider maybe this ain't it um so i think that the students are always Always. what they're always a reason that you go back they're always the draw like they're they're always the thing that makes it worth it, right? Mm-hmm. That makes any of it bearable for yeah. the most part. And so I think that's something about honestly, maybe New York in general or maybe New York public schools, it's just like the it's like uh like scare tactics. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> it's just like you don't know what you're gonna walk into. Like you don't like whew, be careful. You sound like, ooh, you teach a new and it's like these are like such normal kids like full of weirdo like full of like kids that like like anime kids that like are crocheting like just in the hallway like just she's like acting like kids in new york are like a different species of human and like maybe they are built different because the city (laughs) is what the city is but like they're still just teenagers like they're still just random weird and sometimes losers like i don't know (laughs) um and like sure you have the kids that are trying to be cool you have the kids that are like you have those subsects of sub sectors of children like wherever you go and so like i just think it was really misleading and i was like oh my god what am i getting into literally nothing i'm getting into some of the (laughs) nicest like kids these kids are so nice so sweet so caring literally asking like miss did you eat like yeah 
They are so sweet. They are. Like, <laughs> they care about, like, and yeah, sometimes they are trying to, like, distract me and get me, like, off the lesson to ask me, like, personal <laughs> questions. But they get really invested. And, like, yeah. my friends, like, they know Deja. They know me. Mm-hmm. They're like, my how friend. is she doing? Shout out to a couple of them. Y'all, Shout out. Y'all are um, but, yeah, so... I think that that's one of the the best things about teaching in general is the kids always. Um, And then what's the harder parts are always the adults uh, in which you have to uh, deal with, right? Be that, be that parents, be that uh, coworkers, be that administration, be that the people above administration, be that public officials, <laughs> me that whomever. But Everyone the adults trash except the children. That's what this boils down to. That's it. That's it. Everyone's trash, trash but the kids. Um, but so like that's the thing that makes me, you know, not want to come back. Mm-hmm. The thing that makes you question why do I do what I do? What was maybe um a like memory or a specific situation or something that like really stands out to you in your four years this will be the fifth year teaching coming up Mm -hmm. so what's something that's happened within these four years that really just either impacted you heavily or like changed your life or made you look at teaching differently or something like that oh that's a really good question um i have my answer for you but i don't know if it's your answer (laughs) you have the answer for me well, I have a person that I think really like okay. you connected with and mm-hmm. that person made you like love what you do because it got a little rocky for a minute. Uh, Tell the people about the rocks because it wasn't that, all breezy, but it didn't even get, it started rocky. It did start rocky. It, start, it started off rocky. Uh, and then it's always like peaks and valleys uh, and just, you know, it just depends on when you're on the roller coaster. That's what, what it is. What was the rockiness in the beginning? Or where did it stem from? Where did it come from? So it the rockiness in the beginning, it could it could be a culmination of things, honestly. Yeah. One, I just moved to New York. So thousands of miles away. Okay, is it really thousands? Like thousands I kind of miles away from me. So Okay. I don't think it's multiple thousands. I think it's probably like one and some it's change. Like one, yeah. And some change. But <laughs> But, like, being away from, like, everyone, because I didn't really have people here, right? Like, I knew a couple, I knew one person from college, living on his couch. (laughs) Um, And then I had, like, a cousin here who I had never met until I needed to sleep on his couch. Yeah. Right? So, being in a place where I didn't know people, that's one aspect, right? Starting a new job, that's another aspect. That new job being teaching. first job also. Like, yeah. Job. Real adult job. Yeah, big girl job, right? Because I tutored, but that was chill. Um, And then that job being one in which you are, like, in charge of what, like, kind of in charge of someone's education, like, people's kids. Like, I'm... Like, I'm affecting people's kids, right, in some way or another. And so, like, all of those things, right, there's mm-hmm. nerves there, there's stress there, a new job is stressful. You I live your life in stress already? Honestly, just in a state of stress. And mom's like, when are you not stressed? I'm like, okay, don't come for me. <laughs> but so, like, all of those things. Also, it was, like, I was teaching AP Statistics, my first year, I have to, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I took, sure, I took statistics. Yeah. Right. 
teaching is a whole nother thing. Different, right? So I'm figuring that out. I'm teaching algebra two. I'm coming up with that. Like my school didn't give me curriculum, right? So me and another first year teacher are figuring this out as we go, right? Mm -hmm. So all of these things are happening. And then the person who inspired me to even to even be a teacher mm-hmm. passed away mm-hmm. while I was here. And so there wasn't really time to memorialize process. or really process or like, yeah. you know, grief is what's cyclical, circular, right? It's not linear. Yeah. And so there's ups and downs and like these, like these highs and these lows and like trying to figure out like what this all means. And it's like, okay, I did this because of her. And like, now she's gone. Like, right. am I even supposed to be doing this? Yeah. And so, like, dealing with that and just, like, having just that rough start to that year, I was about to quit. Like, yeah. the when way we say which, about to quit, we mean not, she literally was about to quit. When I was mean, this? I September? I email. I think it was two End weeks of September? in. Yeah, it was, like, like, two weeks <laughs> in. I was down so bad. It was humiliating. Like, I was humiliated being at work. Oh, my gosh. And, like, so all of that happened to, like, circle around to me, like, not quitting and, like, I still work there. Mm-hmm. It was a journey, but the, again, I am still there. But the thing that kept me and the thing that keeps me is still like the students, right? Yeah. Because it's it was me realizing that I'd actually like made connections with these students and that mm-hmm. they like they wanted to learn, right? They wanted to try at least. Like they're like, Miss, we don't like math, but we we like you, so we'll try. <laughs> Um, I ain't gonna be rude. Like, I'll do, I'll, I'll take a pencil out, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, like, having, like, those small victories, like, is the thing that, like, kept me there, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, like, specific students, like, really, like, latching on to me and just, like, hanging out in my classroom during lunch and just, like, feeling so welcomed made me feel welcomed. That's so beautiful. And they really did, like, when I got to meet them, them kids loved her. Like, <laughs> one of them wanted her to adopt them so bad. <laughs> I will never forget her. She was so cute. But, yeah, they were really, um, and even in that short amount of time that I was there, like, I know that I'm your best friend. And, of course, they hear about me all the time and stuff like that. But even in that short amount of time, they made me feel like they loved me. I'm like, hold on. I don't even, I'm not even certified in high school. Y'all want me to work up here? Y'all want me to come? <laughs> um, I love invitations. Uh, but yeah, it was just them really making me feel so welcomed. Like, and yeah, I did, I made some like coworker friends, you know, you have to, and they yeah. made me feel welcomed as well. But it was really like the, those kids just like accepting me and like, yeah, dragging me because I'm not from there and you have different interests. But they were just so welcoming that, I don't know, I just had to stay. So you kind of talked about your district not supporting like you all with curriculum and things like that. Can you talk a little bit more about like allocation of resources and things like that? Because we all know that New York public schools is one of the biggest public school is it the biggest the biggest public school system i think it might be it's either the largest or second second largest it's either this or la yeah one of those so with a community where all of y'all are in this huge community you know you guys are afforded things like unions and stuff like that up there how does that or how did it or how does it still not having those resources or what resources like how does how does that affect you in your everyday in the classroom or your coworkers or your school so um i 
Okay, so the lack of resources. Like, yes, there's, like, a lack of resources, and that does stem from, I don't know, what, politics, you know? Yeah. Um, but there are places that do have curriculums for their teachers and, like, things already made or that they will buy curriculums and, like, support you in those ways. Uh, that my curriculum issue was not actually a district issue. Mm-hmm. There, because yeah, there people pay for curriculums. People will pay you to write curriculums or like learn how to do it. But, like it's like a it's a job, right? Like yeah. it, learning how to write like a, a non-sector curriculum is like a thing that you literally go to school for, like study or like practice, whatever. Yeah, people do like me, <laughs> right? So kind of just the structure of like thrusting just like these new teachers into like having mm-hmm. to do it was very. Um, very stressful. Yeah. And, and that's a whole like different, I feel like, issue. Mm-hmm. Like there might be resources, like from where I was, there were resources, but it's like you literally just threw me into them. Right. <laughs> like, like, what do I do? How do I do? Right, when do, do I do? What do I know? Like, this is used for this, but this is you like it's just too much. Yeah. Even when you even if you do have them. And if you don't, then it's this like on the dome. <laughs> right. But then it's like you you can look for stuff, but then it's hard to filter when you like still like don't really know what you're doing. Exactly. Like is this actually teaching to the skills that I need to? Is it teaching to the depth and complexity that the kids are supposed to? Like that's a lot of the other issues with trying to find stuff on your own. You literally just don't know as a first year. That is like very true. And then also being in New York, the fact that uh, students have to take regents exams in order to get their uh, diplomas. So explain what the regents are. So for those of you that aren't from New York, because I think New York may be the only state that does it. There might be another one. I don't know. Uh, but each kid has to get five or pass five regents exams. Um, there were other standards at some point, but I'm here now and this is what they are. <laughs> so they have to take uh, English. They have to pass the English regents, the algebra regions. Yeah, that came out right. The algebra regions. <laughs> um one uh, like a social science one so mm-hmm. it can be u.s history or what's the other class um world history world history is That's what we do. they call it something global studies oh, there we okay. go uh so either u.s or global and then they need a science one which could be living about i think it has to be living no i think it'd be living or chemistry or physics something right they need one of the sciences and then they need a plus one so it could be whichever one they didn't do so these are additional standardized exams that even if they pass the class if they don't pass the test they have to retake them uh yeah so these are state exams um and so a kid needs to pass five of them that passing score is 65 Mm -hmm. um unless they have a safety net which could be because a student has iep or like a 504 Mm -hmm. and so if they get a 55 then they uh can get the regents like pass okay now if a kid doesn't pass these like five regions then they can have to keep taking them until they do and then they can graduate but depending on what course it's for kind of determines whether or not you use the class again or just the test Mm -hmm. also depends on how you did in the class right because it's like i felt the regions there's a if you feel the regions there's a stronger chance that you also felt the class in which case you might need to take it but then some kids can do really well like in the class and just be awful test takers and then just like fail the regents yeah that's unfortunate right so then that gets stressful and like making sure that the kids are prepared for these tests at the end of the year is super stressful especially when like it's almost impossible to cover like the whole like breadth of study like Mm -hmm. in a year yeah so like 
picking and choosing what to cut out is is always so difficult like very difficult at all levels right and it's like you could give a curriculum right with all these little units impossible to get through all the units so how do i pick which ones to get rid of yeah when the test changes every year right and it's like sure they'll say like this person of the test is usually this uh subject or this percent is this how do i know which percent won't be worth it like yeah am i cutting eight percent and eleven percent like what am i doing like what am i cutting and so that lies a whole different issue right because no one has the answers to that or maybe someone does tell me don't nobody has the answers (laughs) education is literally a circle if you ask somebody they're gonna send you to somebody else who will send you to somebody else it's you gonna get back to yourself so yeah let's do just do (laughs) do what you feel (laughs) that's the whole model for education the vibe for teaching is do what you feel okay Unless you feeling stuff that we not feeling. I'm not feeling teaching kids stuff that is not right or treating people not like people. You have yeah. feelings, you don't teach. <laughs> you go somewhere else. True. Anything else you want to share from your journey specifically before I ask you to close? I just want you to share like one of your like favorite stories from your teaching experience. Something that either really touched your heart or like really happy. Something, something great about your experience you your kids anything all right I don't think that I have more to add about like my journey specifically mm-hmm. I'm certain that we will learn more about me throughout this whole thing uh, of course you know of course in five years do you still see yourself teaching um probably not okay we'll see where you at then uh you know <laughs> we'll see we'll see where the wind blows uh where life takes me but um, I thought about a good story or the best story. And honestly, I have no idea what the best story is. Like, I literally am head empty. I do know I did like something that didn't make me yeah, feel that's good. Like that's fine. Um, so this year was just like super difficult energy wise, like at, at, in schools. And I think it's like, I think it was like that across Mm-hmm. Because of like COVID and just like the effects that that had and like still being in the uncertainty of it, like we're still just in a pandemic, like just right. chilling. And Literally. so, just vibing with out, these open, kids, vibing the best, drums just ping ponging off ping one another, pong. Okay, kids moving, leaving left and right. It's just gone. Right. <laughs> but so like the the energy like in the halls was like different and. um we just didn't do as many fun things. Mm-hmm. So, um, restrictions. Yeah, like restrictions and things like they, they had lifted like by the end of the year. So, we were able to do some more stuff. But, um, March is like the longest month. Uh, it's no, it's like no days off. It's like yeah. one. That's that month for you. you it's, uh, it's such a long month. Spring break is always so late. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's so hard to get through. So, you kind of just start to, get drained like in the month of march uh i would have made an ides of march reference but i actually don't know what that is is it a book i don't know i never read it um it was like on an episode of riverdale and (laughs) i just like don't remember every time you say that i think in my head like i'll never not say it like that you gotta say it like riverdale (laughs) um but so uh pie days in march which is just uh, march 14th right (laughs) 314 3.14 I ended up planning the pie day as a school event, mm-hmm. which gave kids the opportunities to pie teachers and staff in the face 
for like a fee. Each teacher ended up being like auctioned off to the highest bidder. And it was just a lot of fun, right? We use shaving cream because I had been pied in stakes with whipped cream before. And it is a terrible experience because it gets up your nose and the smell lingers. Don't say that. That's like my stomach hurt. It was so bad. I was like, when I was planning it, I was like, I... I don't really care what anyone says. I refuse to do this with with whipped cream. I simply refuse. So we had a bunch of shaving cream instead. Mm. And just the the excitement that was like in that <laughs> lunchroom that day, like the energy was like so high because we're having so much fun, like doing the bidding and auctioning, like kids started like battling each other and they're like bidding, kids started pooling their money together, <laughs> um, trying to be like, oh no, that's the teacher I want to get or oh, that's the staff person I want to get. And like, obviously, yes, made sure like, okay, do not use excessive force. Right. <laughs> kind of, you know, just like telling kids beforehand, just making sure that everything was all in like good fun at the end of the day. And it really was because like no kids actually bid on like, like I hate him, I'm bidding on him and I'm going to like wreck his, no. <laughs> also that shaving cream was so pillowy. Really? Like, yeah, because I got pied. Uh, I have never been pied in the face, but this is making me want to be. I don't know why. But you I know, do. I have done it three times, uh, <laughs> which is how I knew shaving cream was the better experience. So I, um, it was super pillowy, right? So no one actually got hurt. It was just like a mess. Everyone was laughing. The principal did it. Like the deans did it. And them kids was lit. I saw the video video footage. The yeah. energy was wild in that room. Was <laughs> they just, was having a grand old time. You could tell. Like, right. best it day was, of the year. It was just so much fun. And then, like, seeing the kids have, like, that much fun mm-hmm. made, like, the whole thing worth it, even though it was kind of stressful in the beginning because it was kind of really just me, like, trying to put all the pieces together and, like, conducting too many surveys. But it seeing the kids have that reaction made it, like, all worth it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being the very... First guest. I'm so glad that you said yes. Coming <laughs> to interview you first. Um, I love hearing, I mean, I've heard these stories a million times because we're best friends, but I still love hearing them every single time because I know how much um your kids mean to you and how much you love them and how much they love you. That math teacher that they thought they wasn't gonna like and they turned out to love. Thank you so much for sharing your story because every teacher story matters. And that's the purpose of this podcast. No matter the good, the bad, the in-between, the horrible, all of it matters, even if you don't think that it does, because it does. All right. So now that the interview is over, every end of the episode, we will just do a little quick pop culture wrap up where we give shout outs to different stuff that we personally have been into this week. I can go first. Let's do um, if one thing you will learn about Tyler, if you have not learned already, she is a TV connoisseur. When I say connoisseur, I mean, if it is a TV show, movie, she knows it. She might not have seen it, but she's heard of it. And she's going to tell me if I should watch. Like, literally, she makes me and my sisters and all of our friends like perfectly crafted TV watch list. They're amazing. All right. The, the girl is a connoisseur and she knows her stuff. And I mean, recommending stuff that I'm going to watch because she know I like, you know, my stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to be sad. I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to not, probably not cry, but like, I want something that's going to evoke some real emotion in no. me usually. Okay. Our TV, she's a comedy girl. I'm not usually. All right. Yeah. But 
I'm getting into my comedy girl because this week's TV show that I want to highlight was Rap Shit by Issa Rae. If you have not watched it, please watch it. It was hilarious. First of all, I'm going to support no matter what Issa Rae do. I'm going to support 10 toes, 10 fingers, anything else. I'm down behind her ever since Awkward Black Girl. That was my stuff. Um, I think it was the perfect amount of like funny, but also like rap. I was very nervous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was very nervous that it was going to be some like corny, corny rap mess. I'm not even going to lie. I thought it was going to be something that I was like, yeah, Issa, I'm going to watch it because I like you. But like, I didn't really, you know, mess with it like that. But I really did enjoy um, the first two episodes. I got a tagline from my life from it. That's all I need. Seduce and scheme. It's a model for life. Model for life. What about you? What you been? I mean, I know you've been watching a million things at one time, but what this week is standing out to you TV was? Um, yes, I am always <laughs> watching things and can confirm uh, Rapture was really good. Yes. Um, definitely interesting take on like the film like the perspective of the viewer like looking at it kind of through the lens of like watching instagram stories uh or lives right so that's fun um i i'm just gonna give a shout out to maggie like okay it's a hulu i guess hulu original series which Mm -hmm. sometimes i look at like hulu and it's like hulu original i'm like but this is like fx so what is this deal but this one is actually just hulu Mm -hmm. because if maggie was on fx it would not it does not have the right vibe so maggie is like i'm gonna call like a rom-com type tv show where like the main character has like psychic abilities she sees visions and stuff right it is just um delightful like it's not winning any awards. Uh, it is, I do not think the show is critically acclaimed in any way, but it is just like a lot of fun. Like it's cute. It's fun. It's genre? rom-com. Um, you lost me. <laughs> well, yeah, that, this is why I didn't tell you to watch it, right? Right. But I will say I've been in my like romance ish era okay like watching stuff reading stuff that's like Mm -hmm. rom-coms and stuff like that so maybe i'll watch it if you think Mm. i'm gonna like it no uh (laughs) i like you might actually you might like he you might think it's kind of corny though but it's just like it's just like really cute um obviously she's making bad choices she's a psychic and the main character um but it's just it's just fun right it's like nothing to take too seriously it's nothing that like you need to just devote every ounce of your attention to it's just like it's shot to kind of vibe out with right Right. so that that's my show and i just finished it last night okay uh out of 10 what would you rate maggie um uh, (laughs) that's like a tough question right uh out of 10 i would probably give it like a like an eight right just for like enjoyability okay Solid eight. We like that. Love to hear it. Shout out to Maggie, whoever she is, the psychic. Maggie the psychic. <laughs> All right. Um, you have a song, any type of music, anything like that that you have been listening to this week? Um so, to you. so <laughs> the song that I have been screaming nervous. in the in the car too, like at the top of my lungs. Like that type of scream where like a tear starts to come out of your eye because you just, you know, you just wrecked, you wrecked something in the process of this. Probably bursted a blood vessel, right? (laughs) So the song that I'm popping my veins out to is Substance by Demi Lovato. Oh my. 
Oh my. I have not heard this song, but I saw this Instagram video mm-hmm. of them. Um, They're going on tour. So they were like doing a rehearsal or something, screaming the song. I did not click the video, <laughs> but now that you said that, I got to go back and find the video because now I need to know if they were screaming that song. Because if you were screaming it, that was probably it. When I say screaming, screaming in the highest register, I'm nowhere near the key. <laughs> nowhere near. It can't be. But. It's just the passion that you have to have somehow. You just gotta, you just gotta scream. Uh, so <laughs> substance, my name is I am liking the transition to. I don't know if, I, if it's like pop punk or if it's rock. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel. It's not like classic. Mm-mm. But it's some also crossover. It's, some, it's it's somewhere, but also still, but somehow feels like Disney Channel Demi. Yeah. Like because Disney Channel Demi did have like an air of like screaming yeah definitely definitely when they came out with i really don't care i was like this was this was this was not what i was expecting their music was never what i was expecting them to (laughs) use (laughs) so this a return to the scream i'm loving and then like they were big on like emo music like they used to do like emo Mm -hmm. nights and stuff whatever so substance by demo lotto i thoroughly having a great time with it wonderful my song of the week it's not really a song of the week, but more uh, an album of the week. Actually, I guess I can p- pick a song. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Brent Fias released I a new album. I knew you were going to say this person. You knew I was going to say it. My toxic fave. Um, Brent Fias released a new album, which was fire from start to finish, like injected in my veins. I mean, the man, the man knows how to make music. From the album, specifically songs that... I have been vibing with. I love Addictions. I love Rolling Stone and Role Model and Jackie Brown. But Addictions really is that girl. So if you have not listened to Brent Fiaz's new album, go and check it out. Yes, he's toxic. We're gonna until he do something toxic in the real world. We're like that I know of. We're gonna look past it. Okay, he ain't did nothing to hurt nobody yet. So to my understanding. The tox- the toxicity in them songs. Yeah, I like that. That album, it was fire. So if you haven't given it a listen, go ahead and do that. Any other pop culture shout outs? You want to do anything else you've been listening to, watching? Um, I will shout out my experience of crying in the theater to Marcel <laughs> the Shell with shoes on. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know that this movie was, like, a real movie. I really thought, like, before, like, seeing the trailer or whatever, I thought it was, like, a Pixar short that was just coming on before, like, some movie. Because it sounds like a short. Mm-hmm. Then I watched the trailer, and I was like, this is about to be emotional. And, yes, I was for sure in the theater crying, watching Marcel the Shell with shoes on. That's fine. Um, I was supposed to see that, too, but serial killers. So... And that literally was not even true. <sighs> Sound off in the comments. If you purchase a ticket to a movie theater, the, th- the theater's empty, right? You get your ticket, you're G7, vibing, ready to go. A week in advance, almost. And you check back and two tickets have been purchased and they are sitting right next to you in an empty theater. What does that give? What energy does that give? If you ask me, it was giving, it was giving creepy. It was giving, they just stay at home. So what did I do? I stayed right at home and I did not... Go see the movie. I got a refund because the vibes were off. Yes, I did. 
And she talked about me. I did because, okay, maybe that was these people's favorite place to sit in the movie theater. Mm-mm. Maybe they just really like G8, 9, or 5, and 6, or whatever. Mm-mm. Maybe Mm-mm. they have to sit there. Maybe, maybe they literally can't sit anywhere they else. They should have sat somewhere else. Maybe they can't. Maybe their brains won't allow them to not sit in G8 and 9. Well, they got their G8 and 9, and I'm so happy for them. And I will see Marcel and the shell with no shoes on without them on the first. I just like, also feel like, why couldn't you have sat in E6 or E7, whichever seat you're in? Why couldn't you go in a different row? Well, see, when I got there, I was like, well, I didn't get there. You did. But when I planned on getting there, before I called my sisters, and that they too told me, mistake. nope, they ain't never gonna steer me wrong. They ain't never gonna steer me wrong. As soon as I told them, they was like, mm-mm, sketch, sketchy, don't go. So the vibes was off. So I thought about going and just sitting somewhere else, but then they would know because it was only three of us. So they're gonna be like, oh, she ain't wanna sit by us. No, I didn't. Why you wanna I sit by me? I don't care. I just think that's their assigned seat, and like I just think that's where they have to sit. They're unassigned assigned seat. I get it. Yes. they I gave it to them. Y'all got it. Ball well, out. They were sitting in your seat. You could have just went. You could have been. They I'm going been. on the yes. first, and they you gonna be gone. Your best friends. I don't believe it. The vibes was off, so I didn't go. But Marcel, I got to see you next week. Okay. And if I'm crying in the theater, I will let y'all know when we come back. Um, anything else? Uh, no. Um. No, I don't think so. No, nothing for me. Oh, let me shout out a book, which is very unlike, well, let me not say it's very unlike me because I like to read. I love to read. I love to read children's books, though. <laughs> um, but I just finished a book that my sister recommended to me called An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. I hope I'm saying her first name right. The book was so good. Like, so good that I basically read it all yesterday. Yes, I did. I sat on my balcony for hours reading that book sweltering in the texas heat because i was just comfortable no you don't understand how hot i was on that balcony yesterday like to the point where i was like i'm about to pass out like just sitting here i'm not in the sun i'm not in like i was out there for probably like four hours yeah i mean uh yeah, you know, you almost died. Exactly, week. I really did. <laughs> and it's just really like some temperatures are not meant to be sat out in. Like, I don't care if you're getting direct sunlight or not. It's like an oven. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. But when I think about the time that I was out there, it was like peak heat time of the day. Like it was from like two to four or something like that. Girl, so. I don't really care if it could have been from midnight to 3 a.m. And I still would have thought it was too hot to sit outside because it was probably still 100 degrees at that time. It was definitely 100 degrees. It's always 100 degrees. Exactly. Sleep, wake up, it's instantly 100 degrees. So you set yourself up I for did. failure. But I'm here and I finished the book and it was great. So look it up if you like books. It's not a children's book. Maybe I'll start doing some of my favorite children's book recommendations too. But that was a really, really good book. Do you want to give like a genre or? Genre is, hmm, what would I say? Romance and um, I would just say romance maybe. Maybe it's just romance, but it has like some little interesting little plot twists and stuff in it. But see, I told you I'm becoming a romance girl. Oh I read the romance book. But yeah. That's it for me. Thank you for getting to the end of episode one with us. I hope you really enjoyed it. Next week, please come back and listen to us again where Tyler will instead be interviewing me. So you'll get to hear a little bit about my educational education and my journey to teaching and all that fun stuff. Each week we plan on interviewing 
different teacher. So if you are interested in coming on the pod, you can send us an email at carpettimeconfessions at gmail.com or you can go on the website where you can fill out the interest form. The form will just ask you a couple of questions so that we can get to know a little bit more about you before the interview. And then one of us will reach out to you to schedule a time that you can set up to record with us. Follow us on all social media platforms platforms by all i mean instagram and twitter (laughs) at carpet time confessions on instagram twitter is at ct underscore confession confession no s all right thank y'all so much and i hope that we'll see y'all next week bye